0: Let's go! Hello! Hello! Be the bow. I'm not sorry, man. <laughs> it's just one of those days. It wasn't one of those days. Everything you you say is you gotta you gotta rhyme
1: with it. Yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway <laughs> how are you uh, this you week I, I feel yeah. i started the episode with laughing for straight 15 seconds or something sorry <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah i think people will
1: will generally be happy of hearing you happy yeah get right? get on the hype train people <laughs> <laughs> laugh with us we're having fun yeah. you should be having fun right. you should
0: go you should go to china they they have these laugh sessions
1: oh yeah they, that's true that's true yeah
0: yeah you just fake your laugh and then all of a sudden you start laughing for real yeah. and yeah people do it f- for an hour straight well you know how really it is weird.
1: it helps it helps laughing yeah um... if you're an old dude <laughs> 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 sorry man we are it old dudes like, it's one of those or... it's
0: one of those one of those days
1: yeah we're we're getting to old dudes uh Oof. so how are you this week juice uh you, you want the happy
0: answer or the uh, actual answer? <laughs>
1: Something in Uh, between. Yeah, something
0: in between. (laughs) I've had a hard time this week, to be honest. Um, I didn't sleep much because of uh, job stuff. So I I was basically up uh, working from 9 in the morning until 5 in the morning.
1: Game development
0: stuff? No, that was the problem. (laughs) (laughs) I have no problems at all doing that for 24 hours straight, but doing regular work stuff. I was kind of stressed out but hey who cares yeah it's gaming right now right
1: yeah it is and also yeah. i have a new i have some uh, news or news um this is kind of big news because we're recording on a thursday we usually record on on tuesdays um but this week since we were both busy and had a bunch of stuff to do we found time today um, and actually today is the day where when amd launches its new ryzen 5000 series which I watched earlier today, and it's awesome. And I think that this is a game changer, or it has been a game changer for developers, but I I do do really believe that if you're some kind of content creator uh, or a game developer, um, Ryzen CPUs will really, really help you now just because they're so much faster than Intel. It's crazy.
0: That isn't biased at all. (laughs) (laughs) yeah let's just drag out the war between the giants yay
1: (laughs) no but there they are i mean in multitasking so this is this is a positive so i'm very happy about that um and also now for gamers they have improved their single core performance a a bunch Um, but enough about that we've delayed the start of the episode so what are we going to talk about this (laughs) week
0: you know you can't just dangle the stuff like that in front of me and (laughs) change the topic just like that. Google it. That is cruel. (laughs) Google it. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, (laughs) I I basically uh, just want to comment on those things you just said there. Um, Anyway, today's topic is supposed to be on procedural content generation, right? or PCG in short. And in in short, it just means that you create stuff on the fly. Uh, Yeah. Or you create stuff basically through a Set of rules, exactly. Uh, and the most straightforward answer to uh, where this is applied is level generation. You've basically seen every road-like game has one of these, basically. Where whenever you go back into a game, you feel you see that the the level is has changed in a way that you don't recognize it. It just has the same look and feel to it, but it's not really the same level. Uh, that is basically PCG yeah uh, but there's also the topic is way way larger than than just uh, applicable to the level uh, generation stuff you can you can have a story generating itself uh, throughout the game uh, you can have quests um, that can that can just pop out of nowhere um, depending on stuff that you do you you feed a system with an input, and all of a sudden, you have a bunch of outputs. Um, in a way, it is uh, AI, and depending on what your definition of AI is, it actually is AI. Um, yeah, but there's a lot more. You can you can pre- procedurally generate animations. You can uh, generate music, sounds, um, you name it. Yeah, it I mean- is a, it it is used all over the place in game uh in-game development
1: yeah and we uh, i mean we studied together and we had um, a procedural um generation course actually where we we did it for computer graphics for textures and stuff like that um yeah we did uh was i with you I think so. It's <laughs> <laughs> not it? in spirit, uh, what, what? at least in, in body. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> what no, was it? I can't
1: remember it. Yeah, it, it's called Procedural Methods for something, Applied Graphics or something like that. It was called. Um, I don't know if they still have the course, but um, it was it was basically implementing set of rules to generate different different procedural procedurals. Um, in our case, it was textures and, and stuff like uh, making, you know, um, a lemon, for example. You, you generate the texture for that or making something wood-like or... Yeah, because there are, there are formulas uh, for, for these kinds of things um, uh, that you can actually implement. Uh, I know that uh, a big thing is uh, trees and plants and that's that's uh that's something that i i did i think that we had to do something at the end of the course um a, a program um, which was based on a procedural generation method and i i chose uh, th- the trees in 3d so you could my program could basically you could tell it well i want this amount of uh, of trees in this area and it could generate procedurally um in 3d okay um, it
0: did, did it Place the the contents. Is that the procedural part, or did the your pro your project actually create the trees procedurally as well? So from it creates the, the branches
1: trunk. and the trees procedurally yeah, okay. as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, cool, cool. Um, so
0: every every second uh, every two trees don't look alike.
1: Exactly. Yeah. yeah all right. all trees all all trees were unique, and that's something that Small you trees. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh that's but that's that's something that you can do i mean um and it's not only limited to that i think we we talked about i I read some articles on procedural quest generation where you generate quests in a procedural way so that they are unique for every player um and so let's talk a bit about the benefits what what are the benefits of this um so yeah the benefits uh, that
0: was a good question, because there are a lot of it. Uh, you can have both business aspects-based uh, benefits, but also in terms of workload and things that people tend to maybe not like to do. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Some of them do,
1: probably. <laughs> or <laughs> have you give resources me? to do, maybe.
0: Yeah. Uh, and I mean... You can you can throw out a lot of people doing very simple stuff, uh, or you can have a computer do it for you and do it really well. Um, so one of the benefits benefits that you can have is that you can offload a lot of rep- repetitive stuff for uh, your employees. For instance, level generation. If you if you want to go back, if you want to go in that road, um, you can have. a a set of rules that you can just uh, throw at the computer and say that, hey, I want to have 72 rooms and I want them to feel the same. Say that I want it to be, uh, what do you say? Say that it's a jungle-themed place. Uh, you're, You're a player walking around in a jungle and every place that you are in are basically... Uh, is basically uh, a room. Yeah. So you can you can just have a bunch of them thrown at you. Uh, every room should be similar, uh, but also give you the the ability to hone your skills uh, and do that in a scalable way, so that whenever you actually learn something new, the game should or the level generation uh, of the levels themselves should reflect the difficulty uh, of your skill at that point. So
1: yeah, for so instance, that's, that's say, part of the rule set then, yeah.
0: Exactly, that's part of the rule set. Say that uh, whenever you can have a linear uh, difficulty level. Yeah, yeah. Where at the room zero, you have basically zero enemies. Uh, when you get to the first room, you, have, you encounter the first enemy. And then all of a sudden, five rooms later, you have this mini boss. Uh, which is uh which is uh trying to get you to uh hone your skills even more, and the, the further down the road the go the 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 harder the game gets yeah. instead of having just one enemy in room six, all of a sudden you now have two or three and say that when you get to level ten or the room ten um the first mini-boss that you encounter is now a regular enemy. Um, So whenever you go down the difficulty path, the the previous mini-bosses become regular enemies for you. Uh, So, yeah, that's one way to do
1: yeah, uh, and you don't generation. have to do anything, any of that manually. Basically, you're no, exactly. you're, not, you're just creating the algorithm for it once, exactly. and then you can also reuse it for other things. Um,
0: exactly. Uh, <clears throat> whenever you whenever you cre- create the next levels, uh, the next theme, instead of having a jungle-based theme, you can just say that hey, give me say using the same set of rules, uh, but maybe a slightly different. Uh, starting point in terms of difficult levels you can just say that hey give me a desert level or yeah. give me a mountain level uh, so that that is one way to to cut down on the time to create uh, the levels and actually coincidentally that is exactly the way i go about it in my new game uh, mm-hmm. this is exactly the way that i do i say that i want to have a graph for those who don't know what a graph is, it's not really a mathematical graph in the sense that you have an x and y uh, coordinate system with a line. It is a, it is the, it's the geometric version of a graph. So you have a bunch of nodes and you have edges that are connected to it, yeah. to every node. And what I do is that I create this node-based system where I say that I want to have rooms that are somewhere in between uh, 5 meters and 30 meters. And I want want to have 16, uh, 4 by 4, a matrix in 4 by 4. Four rows, four columns. Sorry, guys. And whenever there is, uh, whenever I go from one room, basically one node for me is one room. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and the content generation part of it is that I connect the different rooms in different ways and I also create these special paths that you can take depending on uh, certain aspects of the game. Mm-hmm. So I have a main path that goes from A to, to Z but there is also uh, a couple of uh, side quests you can say. Uh, there are alternative paths. Yeah, Some paths are blocked by Uh, something in my case there are uh, doors that you can uh, destroy by using bomb like skills Mm -hmm. Uh, but there's also there are also rooms that are really if you enter them you get into this paranoia state where you basically lose control of your character unless you use a skill that you find somewhere so you can always go back You can always explore more Mm -hmm. uh, and every level is auto-generated on the fly. So whenever you enter the uh, this place, you will not find the same thing twice. Mm, that's pretty cool. Is, that adds to replayability. Yeah. For instance. Yeah. So you can always you can always explore more using that.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean that's that's the that's the cool part about pr- procedurally doing something. Um, it's that it will never repeat. It will never be exactly the same again. I mean, you can make an algorithm rhythm that makes exactly the same thing again, but why would you want to do that? It's like you said, replayability and then different players experiencing different things um, and and so on and so forth. I mean, we're looking, we're always looking for non-repetitive games nowadays it's like well we want to take away that repetitiveness from it some people do like that i'm not going to take that away from them Um, some people like to like for example we talked about the dark souls games and there is a repetitiveness there where you actually the the game builds upon you building your character and understanding the game to such extent that you can handle these difficult challenges and the only way to do that is to just practice and practice and practice Uh, but it's not for all people Uh, i mean open world is a big thing you want big open worlds nothing repeats uh, new quests and uh, forever doing more and more new new things and procedural generation helps a lot with that and it's it's actually you know I've discovered something throughout my developer career. Um, And that is um, if you make tools that are generic enough, you can reuse them for new purposes all the time. And while making the tool, because making a tool generic will take a certain amount of time. It takes much more time than making a dedicated tool for just this purpose, just this once. Um, But if you take the time to make it generic enough, you'll find that it will be useful in the future for all types of applications, and it will save you a bunch of time, basically. Um, So I I did this in networking, like for different networking stacks and uh, TCP alternatives that I did, which were better than TCP itself for a certain (laughs) type of application, but at the same time tweakable. So you can reuse them in, in many different projects that i've been involved in for example so i just created you have this base set of tools that you create and then you can reuse them for all types uh, of things and and procedural generation of you know levels and characters and uh, plants or whatever um, which is a part of the level so maybe it's it's there if you create a tool or use a tool that is generic enough you'll find that okay like you said you know now i'm doing room generation and paths and then i may i'm making an open world jungle whatever um and and so on and so forth so that will save you a lot of time which is you know kind of the thing with procedural because um that's what we talk about as well we have the indie view right i mean because you're an indie and a lot of indie developers might listen to us uh, as well just because um, and we want to help indies. Um, that that's that's the thing. Um, and you know, these days, the expectations, we've talked about this a lot of time, but a lot of times, but the expectations on on how a game should look like and be like are increasing for every day. You know, people want new stuff. They've all seen everything else. now they want new stuff. And f- for a small indie developer to compete with the big studios, you either need a very unique idea um, or um, if you're working on a passion project, something that you always wanted to do. I mean, the only way to compete with these bigger studios where costs are increasing all the time because, you know, they hire artists to make even cooler things and even more money is being poured into into the games to create even cooler graphics and stories and, you know, um, is procedural, basically. I mean, that's that's a very, very... Um how should I say I want
0: to I want to cut you off there and yeah. say that yeah you you're right in a couple of things that you're saying there but the AAA studios if I if I understood you correctly you're saying that the AAA studios don't use the uh use uh
1: procedural.
0: procedure yeah thank you um, uh, PCG no I mean not as much as indies is that what you were saying there No
1: no not really but I'm I'm just saying that they're, they're putting... I, I think that, you know, AAA studios are smart and they will use all the tools that are available to them at the right time. Um maybe you know maybe not all so smart but i, I, I <laughs> you know we're
0: not, we're not talking about uh, certain people here <laughs> no 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 but i mean we're i mean it will vary
1: some some will be yeah, set yeah. in their ways you know i'm not bashing on anyone uh but yeah. some will be set in their ways and won't want to change while others will see opportunity to change and will so i mean it's like people some people are more flexible than others just that's just how it is it's not a bad thing um, the
0: smaller you are, the more flexible you are. Yeah, the, basically, the larger, yeah. The larger studio you have, the more legacy you run, run around with. Exactly. You have, uh, not only do you have a lot of uh, cool content that resides on your servers, but you also have these, these game engines that you create. Even if you're using Unity or Unreal or whatever, you have your custom-made plugins, and yeah. those become legacy after a certain, uh, certain amount of time. Even though Unity and Unreal Engine do a lot of stuff for you, all of a sudden you have these duplicate stuff because you were, you were playing around with the, your own level generation uh, plugin that you created. And then all of a sudden, Unity or Unreal Engine or whatever engine you're using, or if you even have your own custom-made engine, uh, some different department of that uh, creates a, a new one which yeah. is faster, which does stuff for you on the GPU, for instance. Um, and now you, have both, now you have two systems that you need to uh, work with. And that is one thing that the flexibility as an indie to choose between them on the fly is basically irreplaceable in yeah. comparison to, to, to larger uh, studios. Yeah. That being said, of course, uh, larger studios also have way more AI people they know how to set out these specific rules to create the the levels, for instance, or uh, a creature. I know that there is. A, we'll write way back in the days. I think it was some sometime in the ninety, early two thousands or something. They they created this this game which was called what was it? spa spur, spur. Uh, spore spore. Yeah, yeah. Where <coughs> where you basically create your own creature. Your own alien uh, using AI or PCG, yeah, and that was a thing with the game. The whole game was about creating your own creatures using Mm -hmm. AI, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Uh, and it was really cool. Uh, It was really it set the threshold, uh, the bar quite high for those kinds of games. Yeah, and Will Wright is really cool Uh, as a game developer. He is one of the the best. Uh, in terms of game design and stuff like that he even has a master course that i'm so so eager to take but due to time limitations i know that i will probably just throw a a lot of money uh, without actually making use of this (laughs) stuff
1: (laughs) Uh, so yeah no but i mean it's like you said it the the bigger you are um there are things that come with that like legacy and of course if you have a bunch of plugins and stuff it's not only you know that it's legacy it's only it's it's o- also that you poured a bunch of money into creating these tools and maintaining them that you don't really want to th- throw throw them away just like that um so yeah but I, like i said i wasn't saying that they're not using this um i'm just saying that they're just generally i think that they're pouring more and more money into game development um, both into these types of techniques but also into modeling and also into you know character creation and all that um,
0: that is true uh, for a certain to a certain extent um there is there is this uh, i don't know what you would want to call it uh, but there's a, there's a conception that if you want to use procedural content generation if you are creating just a prototype or a, a smaller kind of a project, uh, you're probably easier, better off creating stuff for you. Uh, no, sorry, you're basically better creating stuff yourself. But yeah. if you have gameplay that is uh, that is going to scale, and you have a lot of different content that it's supposed to be uh, put. Out there, you. If it takes more than a third of your, you can see it like this, uh, up until a certain point, say a third of the the actual game dev cycle. Uh, if you take a third of that and create these procedural content generation stuff, then you're better off uh, using them yeah. for the rest of the cycle as well because the the content generation uh, software that you're creating is it takes t- it it takes time to get fixed to get going yeah but once you have it up and running then you all of a sudden have uh, so little to do in comparison to uh, modeling and yeah. texturing and stuff but there's also this thing uh, that 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 is we're talking about level generation, for instance, here, or gameplay generation. But there is also a different dimension to it. You can have, like you mentioned previously, uh, textures that that are procedurally generated. Yeah, you yeah. have one of the, the standards nowadays of uh, modeling or texturing software is the uh, substance suite, the substance designer and substance yeah, painter. exactly. Yeah. Uh, and they're basically standard nowadays. No one does anything basically <laughs> without them, mm-hmm. unless it is stylized or lower, uh, uh, low fidelity. Or if you do stuff PBR, uh, so physically-based rendering is what it stands for, mm-hmm. uh, then Substance is the thing to go
1: to. Yeah, because uh, they are procedural. And, and I know that exactly. we both, both tried them and worked with them, actually. I do.
0: I work with them all the time.
1: Yeah, I mean it's uh, really cool. It's,
0: it is really fun to create mountain stuff. Uh, it's really cool to create uh, the, the the flower bed of uh, as soon as you get out of a wood or uh, the forest. Uh, you 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 can have these flower beds uh, yeah. shown to you. Um. So yeah, and it's really fu- it's really fun because you can. You can do things organically. It feels like this is something that that can actually be seen in real life.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was really good when we worked with them, and and it's also, um, you know, it's graph based or flow based. I don't know what to call it. Graph based, I guess. It uh, is based. Node, node based, yeah. node graph based. Yeah. Um, so it's. Um, Oh, you're talking um, about the uh you're talking about the designer. Yeah. Substance designer. Yeah. yeah. Um for for actually creating procedural textures and stuff. Um yeah. it's um a fair warning, I I would say. It's a different way of thinking than normally when creating textures. Cause when you're thinking about the texture, you're thinking, Oh, I'll take, you know, an image and then I'll apply it to an object. And then I'll apply some bump mapping and you know get the, the, f- the feel of uh, of depth or a displacement map and so on it's it's a bit different um, but i think that you you'll get into the w- way of thinking uh pretty fast uh to be honest it's uh, yeah
0: pretty it, it fast uh, uh it takes like any other software if you're if you want to go out and try something new you got to give it a week you can't just do stuff 10 minutes or something you expect it yeah. Do things for you. Um, one of the coolest thing with Substance is also their their library. They have these free stuff that you can just download and tweak to your heart's content.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's and also Substance isn't
0: really that. It, it's really not that uh, expensive. And they no. do have these. Uh, what is it? Uh, subscription models. Uh, yeah, like those,
1: everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
0: but previously. I know that when I bought it, I bought it uh, like a one time fee
1: yeah, that's what they had. like I don't know when we were sitting with it. It was like two years ago when I sat with it last time, I think, and I can't uh-huh. remember what it costs uh but a hundred dollars a hundred and fifty dollars or something There is
0: actually uh, yeah hundred and twenty seven okay uh, per per software, yeah. And it's uh, they they do have a special uh, now. I'm talking about the thing that they have for indies, because if you're an indie studio, you can you can buy uh, the the thing here, the 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 substance uh, uh, suite okay. for a really low price. And I mean, 150 uh, isn't really much. And no, it's, by no. the way, this is in euro. It's not also, It's not really in in uh dollars
1: either okay well that's i mean but that's pretty good that's uh and it's
0: perpetual i mean you just uh, you just pay a one-time fee and that's it
1: yeah yeah that's cool and uh, um yeah sorry no no i was just gonna say for for the for the value you get it's a really good investment to make Um, yeah yeah.
0: and if you if you even if you don't know how to use it, you can just go in and download the stuff from from their libraries and all of a sudden you have a building <laughs> i mean you you got everything from concrete to to uh scales on a dragon yeah to marble and also what I think that it?
1: that's a good way if you don't because I know that they had they had really cool and great tutorials um as well from the guys uh at that that are making the software. Uh, where you could just get you know introduction introduction to how to work with it and, and stuff like that. but if you get one of the already created for you textures you you can also there see okay what does this graph look like so you can learn by you know copying at first and then you understand how everything works and yeah then you you get you get the sense for for how it's meant to be used um, yeah. And
0: yeah. that is like I said that was for the designer part. The the Substance Painter is really different because Substance Painter uh, doesn't really work in the way with graphs in the, same, in the same sense. It uses basically Photoshop layers where you say we work with different kinds of layers and mask out different parts of, a, uh, of an object. And from the last time I worked with it, which was way back now, uh you it was also specific to a certain model that you used. yeah because you you drag in your model you paint on it and you do layer stuff uh the roughness the occlusion etc um but i want to mention another software i don't know if i did this previously but houdini uh from side effects is a another software that is really really cool and To be honest, I don't know why this isn't really the standard yet (laughs) (laughs) because Houdini is another PCG software where you work with graph and you work with graphs in such a way that you create a non-destructive, it's called a non-destructive workflow
1: where
0: whenever you want to go back and change something, you can do that. In in 3D Studio Max or in Maya, you can't really do that because you don't have uh, the... The ability to go back and change stuff and yeah. expect things to to work as they uh, th- expect things to update in the same way yeah now for instance, say that you have a that you have a bridge between two different uh, parts of the, your mountain and in in Maya or in 3 d stream max unless you're creating your own plugin which creates this for you, you need to do this. On the fly, uh, manually all the time. You create your bridge. You have a bunch of planks that you throw out there on the bridge, and say that you want to go back there and change. Say that you want to have a couple of them broken, for instance. Uh, you need to go in there and manually change those into the ones that you want to have. Uh, and then all of a sudden, your your tech director comes in. Your art director comes in and says, "Hey." This uh, bridge doesn't really look uh, as beefy as I want it to be. I want it. I want you to create a, a larger version of it. Uh, so you have to go back and do that manually as well. If you do this using Houdini, for instance, you can you can just say that uh, here are a bunch of parameters that you can tweak, for instance, how many planks you want to have, what's the spacing between the planks, how uh, how wide should the bridge be, how tall should the handles, uh, yeah. I mean, the ropes be at, um, all of those are parameters that you could just tweak in a PCG or in, uh, in Houdini. Yeah. And also say that, hey, your director comes in and says that I want to create, I want to have the broken, uh, the broken planks. And you say, okay, sure. Where do you want them? Uh, I don't want. I don't know. Just throw a couple of them out there. Uh, and you know, you do that. And then he comes back again and says, ah, this really didn't feel like uh, I wanted to feel. I want to be. I wanted to have more of a, a danger zone to it. And you start thinking, hey, how can I do that? You go back. You change stuff on the, uh, manually. Well, with the PCG or with with Houdini, you can actually have uh, a function say that. All right, uh, I want to have 13 or 15 percent of all the planks should be broken, and I want the the broken ones to be closer together, because if you fall if you fall once, you're probably gonna. If you break a plank, you probably are gonna grab the plank after one, right? So you. are Probably saying that, hey, these two should be related in such in in a way that uh, the second one should be broken as well. And you can also just difficult. You could add the difficulty thing that you were talking about previously, uh, or maybe didn't. Uh, You can have a difficulty thing there, saying that all right, in the beginning of the bridge, you want every plank to be clean but as the longer off the the longer you're on the bridge the more of those broken uh planks you're going to find and that way you can also gameplay wise change the difficulty level for the player yeah which is also a cool thing
1: yeah well i mean the whole the whole graph thing is a cool thing just because you can you know you have two nodes connected to each other and suddenly you want something else to happen with the end result and you can just insert a function or a new texture or a new whatever in between those because it's for me I usually think of it like a flow it's a flow and and then you're altering this flow in different ways to to achieve a result Um, and you have like you said you have different types of nodes you have these function nodes which can add randomness to to the whole thing and the thing is that like you said as well changing the parameters of these functions uh change the end result as well so so everything becomes a parameter that you can tweak exactly. uh, so it's 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 kind of like uh uh, you know um what should i say it's it's like you said in in 3d studio max you would like to you would have to copy paste the planks and then you would have several versions of the planks because you know you don't want them all to look exactly alike uh and then you have to manually copy paste them and create your thing um but but here you can you can have natural variation by just adding a random function <laughs> basically yeah okay? exactly or a random random node function uh, yeah to be more specific
0: and of course we're we are oversimplifying here uh because it depends yeah. on how, your experience level with the different kinds of software but that's basically the gist of it
1: yeah if you exactly. if you don't
0: if you don't go into the details of uh, the planks, it's going to be feeling as if it was repetitive, as if it was uh, synth- synthetic. And of yeah. course, uh, if that's what you're going for, by all means. But many many games nowadays don't want to have that. Now, for instance, there's a, there's a game, what was it called? Uh, this, not Disney, the... the uh, no, no, no! It was about uh, the the world was was going under. <laughs> basically, every game out there. <laughs> uh, what was it called, man? We played, type- it. W- yeah, played it. Was it was a third third person shooter game. It was third kind person. of like Destiny, but uh, on Earth.
1: Well, Destiny is on Earth. <laughs> Come on, uh, okay, man! I, did. I, I didn't know that because I don't play that game.
0: <laughs> it feels like. Uh, it feels like it's off planet i feel somewhere. offended
1: right now what the <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man crap no, sorry no. man but
1: th- so you said third third person yeah like destiny what what game is that i and yeah, i played did i play it a lot or yeah well you you played it a lot, like, a lot. okay did you play with me or yeah
0: we uh, i used my computer <laughs> it was on pc
1: okay why can't I remember this game?
0: Um, the Division.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Tom class is The Division.
1: Yeah, um, I play that if you, a lot.
0: <laughs> if, you're, if you go back to that game and just look at any screenshot anywhere in any place on that, uh, on the, in, in that game and just analyze the sheer amount of content that you can find on that screen, it is huge in terms of content. Yeah. Because every every car has a bunch of like stuff on it. Um, you have three hundred different kinds of cans lying around. You have uh, trees. You have uh, anything between pipes and heaven. Basically, there is yeah. so much content going on there. And if you want to go, if you go in there and do this manually, they probably did. Uh, I don't know. Could be. Because this game was, when was it released? 2013, maybe?
1: Uh, I can't really remember. I think it was a little later than that. Um, Okay. I think it's like 2015 or something.
0: Yeah, okay. Um, Having having the game there uh, during that time would probably be giving the developers the tools of content, procedural con- creating those contents. Uh, think of the terms of barrels. There are barrels everywhere. There are the tin cans everywhere. Uh, and if you want to go, go in there and paint the textures for every one of them, you're going to spend a lot of time doing that. Instead, yeah. you can just have the, the PCG software create a bunch of different textures for it. Yeah. And yeah. then you all of a sudden have 300 different kinds of uh tin cans yeah because
1: or... the division is kind of you know it's it's a bit um special in 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 terms of uh like you you wouldn't probably generate the the actual 3d model where it's being because because they were recreating new york and then when you're doing that then you can say well okay so we're rec- recreating an authentic site then we're gonna model it um even yeah, but though... you can still
0: have you can still have the, uh, the PCG do that for you. I mean, if you have the if you have the map of New York, you can basically it is done for you. By the way, yeah, that's that's uh, there, true as well. There are a lot of different kinds of software that do this for you. Uh, I know Mapbox, which I was using for an AR app um, that I, that I created back in the day. I think it was like four years ago. I used Mapbox, which basically takes. The, the map of let's say Google Maps, and then applies the height and textures of the uh, the houses and stuff for you, and all of a sudden you have the mm, that's pretty you cool. have a really cool you have a cool app, yeah, which shows the the, the, the place where you're at from the view that you're looking through,
1: yeah, uh, that's uh, that's cool, yeah, because uh, you know, really cool. I wanted to get into a let's call it a misconception um that some some people i've heard that you know um this this was a while back now but a popular misconception was that oh if you need simple stuff you go procedurally but if you want more advanced things you know more detailed let's say let's say you have um because we're talking about the division let's say that you have a city that you want to procedurally generate like well yeah if you want to make simpler houses like basically boxes with uh textures on them you can you can do that procedurally but if you want to do more advanced things then you you can you you do it by modeling which is like well that's not true anymore now is it because no Uh, and
0: my question to that is what is advanced
1: yeah exactly what
0: do you you call advanced in in such a case
1: yeah I, i i guess that what they meant was you know creating uh more um advanced details on the buildings oh, like you have balconies and stuff. exactly yeah, okay. yeah, yeah
0: yeah yeah. no no that is uh that is a thing for the past exactly uh, there's a game called uh, what was it called uh we happy few or something uh we the the it was really yeah it is called we happy few it is really cool, and you should look it out. It is scary as hell, <laughs> uh, but funny, <laughs> funny too. It's basically uh, the short story of it is that it is a game about you're you're coming to a place where everything is dark, and there's this drug that basically puts a smile on everyone's face, <laughs> uh, and people are just upset with it. Um, and the uh, and the thing is that. The place where you're at, the city that you're working, that you are in, is procedurally generated, uh, which is really cool because it doesn't really look procedurally looking. Mm -hmm. It really looks authentic. And especially since you have a bunch of people running around you and (laughs) scaring the crap out of you, you don't really put that much effort into looking into the details of of the, the buildings and stuff. Not only that, but if you if you actually want to go into the details of the the buildings you'll you'll find stuff that are level design way uh, level design oriented in such a way that they are varied in height in width uh, yeah. and also guide the player uh, like we've talked about in the previous episode using the the lighthouse effect kind of basically yeah. you have this monument that you're looking at and you're you just you're just following it around and also they obscure a lot of stuff for you so you don't really know exactly what happens around the corner or if you take a certain a certain path yeah. which is really it adds to the tension
1: yeah for the player i just uh, googled it and it looks amazing actually It is really uh, cool. it looks really good to be honest there is you know wh- what can you say i mean it's just uh, really really good um crap. yeah <laughs> but there's there's this nice atmosphere to the game um yeah it is i recommend googling it and checking it out but yeah i mean in terms of procedurally generating stuff there are i mean there are no boundaries basically it's all up to the algorithm that that you're you're using or the tools that you're using because you can generate you know very very detailed uh things so yeah. uh, i want
0: to i want to challenge everyone listening to this uh go into nvidia's homepage uh, and search for uh, procedurally generated faces
1: yeah that that uh, would be that would be uh <laughs> have you seen it uh now but i can imagine that it's pretty cool it is not only cool it is scary
0: as hell <laughs> <laughs> it is scary because they're photorealistic you you basically can't make see two people you can't differentiate between the the the, the fake ones and the real ones
1: yeah that's because that's pretty what cool the,
0: because what the algorithm does is that it creates faces. It creates real people that actually don't exist. Yeah. But you, as a as a regular person, if you're not into AI and you don't know what to look at, you're probably not going to find the the things that are the the small tells.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, for I instance, mean, uh, yeah.
0: If you're if you're a if you're a girl, as uh, you know that, uh, whatever you pick out. Uh, Earrings—you probably don't mix and match, right? Uh, at least I wouldn't if I was a girl. Um, and if, but if you look at the faces, the face looked totally, totally authentic. But because small details like that would put you in some kind of hmm, really, would you go with those two earrings? Uh, that's a small tell for for someone that lo- knows. What to look for, yeah, if you are into AI there yeah. is one image that I really laughed at uh it created a tooth uh, in the center of your face, basically <laughs> everything looked authentic, but the problem was that the the teeth were a bit shifted, so you had the you had a real you had a center tooth uh, and uh, if you're looking at the okay. picture you, you don't you don't realize it, but after <laughs> some consideration and <laughs> You oh, see that? Hey, shit! <laughs> yeah,
1: well, well, if it's on that level when it comes to that, then it's pretty damn good. It is really, I mean, really cool. That's pretty, pretty awesome, to be honest.
0: Yeah. There is also another th- another tool that I want to talk about. Uh, it's it's basically an AI technique where uh, you have two two pieces of AI working together to create the uh, something cool. They are called GAN. I don't really know, know exactly what they what it stands for. General AI network. I don't know.
1: <laughs> anyway, <laughs> <laughs> that was mine. My... <laughs> the... no. Good guess. Good yeah. guess. Uh,
0: general, ge- uh, ah, crap! I just dropped it. Generative adversarial networks. That's what they stand for nah. because they work together, but in in as advers- adversaries. And what they do is that you have, one, you have one AI, you have one piece of software that creates the, the content for you, and then you have another another content that evaluates it for you. And say that, hey, okay, uh, let's create a face. And then you have uh, the other one really good at identifying features on the face, see that, hey, this doesn't really look as if it was a real guy. And so the the, the first one, Goes back, creates a new face, and it just goes back and forth. Yeah, that's 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 basically cool. That's basically again. Yeah. But the the, the software that I want to touch on is you from a doodle, it creates a real image. So you (laughs) as a developer, you can just go in there and just paint basically paint style you have like six, 16 colors or something. <laughs> yeah. And you just doodle. You say that, hey, this is supposed to be a mountain there. Using a certain color, that color codifies the, that this is supposed to be a, a mountain. Uh, you, you, you can have green grass somewhere, basically doodling. And you can have water, which is basically blue. You have a bunch of clouds here and there. And all of a sudden, you have a photorealistic image of your doodle.
1: Yeah, that's that's uh, crazy cool, actually.
0: That is really amazing. Yeah. Now imagine having that in the context of game textures.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And all of a sudden you have photorealistic people ge- uh, generated for you in terms of models and basically are playable.
1: Yeah. You can yeah.
0: create whole worlds with these kinds of... Uh, ai techniques
1: yeah so i mean the the misconception of you it not being advanced enough or whatever that's just wrong um and i mean we we knew all along (laughs) that's why we brought it up yeah it's yeah but it, it is like i mean you can you can create there's there is no limit um uh, another thing is you save space of course because you don't have to store all these things that are generated by a, by an algorithm so what you're storing is actually the algorithm and, yeah, and um, the parameters and the parameters yeah yeah so you um, can always
0: always go back and generate them again.
1: exactly yeah and and uh, you know i mean this this has been used a lot in older games where they kind of had to you know, generate a lot of context uh, context with very limited uh space uh, just because you know you had floppy disks and and all that so th- this has been used in in game development for a while and then there's you uh, know but
0: also i mean diablo one of the most successful games uh, in, yeah in ever uh the first one you have although you it was basically um a, a limited set of randomness to it but whenever you went into a dungeon and you I think it was when you closed the game and then you went in again the the level changed so you had to find the exit again once you found the exit you you basically had the final layout I think it was like that I can't really remember but I know that there is a certain randomness to the dungeons
1: yeah well you know and now we haven't passed our mark yet and that's good because I wanted to address the elephant in the room which which is you know we when we're talking about procedural generation we cannot skip talking about no man's sky i'm sorry no man's sky i have to talk about you (laughs) is that an
0: elephant or is it something like galactic? let's let's say
1: the warning in the room (laughs) 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 i think that people that have listened up to this point will understand where i'm going with it um well no man's sky was i i was super hyped about it i was like wow this is amazing you get to travel the universe and you see new worlds for each new solar system that you're traveling to it was amazing i mean i I know i I looked at their demo and the hype was real (laughs) uh and it was like whoa wow it's an endless universe and then for every world that they that they generated they store that onto their server so you can revisit it and all that um but that that game was kind of going overboard with these things and there were i know me and you have discussed it never on the podcast but we have discussed no man's sky um because there are elements of game design there that are missing i mean the idea is great right it's it's um amazing and uh,
0: let's just say that this is the first version when it was released because they they went back and fixed a lot of issues yeah yeah yep yeah.
1: I don't know let's what the state from, yeah. of, what, what the state of the game is right now if if they if they have lost a lot of players I, I assume so I bought it for the PS4 I never played it again uh, it was cool for let's say the first five hours um, but you know how it is you never get a second chance to make a first impression right? um yeah so they should have fixed these things before they released the game i mean it's it's better to say you know we're not ready guys we're sorry but we want to bring you the best experience possible than releasing something just because you said that you you you're gonna release it on a certain date and then people not being happy and leaving your game that's you know that's a big no no i I, but that's the
0: thing i think that they actually thought that this was the, the coolest thing ever. Yeah. But because of the sheer size of the game and the basically the infinite universe that you could travel, people didn't find each other, which yeah, yeah stopped there.
1: Uh, yeah, I their mean vision. It they <laughs> I don't wanna be that guy, but they <laughs> brought repetitiveness into a procedural game. That's that's how I would say it. But uh, that is
0: also that is the beauty of uh, of content generation, because or actually not really content generation, but uh, game development. Because yeah. uh, when whenever you're creating a game, you want people to to feel okay. Sure, there is some repetitive element to it, but whenever you give the player the ability to repeat, rinse and repeat, and Home their skills. You're giving them the opportunity to become the best version of themselves. Absolutely. The problem with this game was really, yeah, okay, I can do this for ten hours. I can do this for a thousand hours, but what do I get out of it?
1: Exactly. They did repetitiveness in a bad way. I mean, it was it was cool. You know, the first time you play the game, you you start up the game and you play it and it's like, oh, now I can jump to this planet. And I know that this is being generated for me right now. And you explore the planet um, and you find some relics or whatever. You don't really know why you're doing this. It was uh, like, well, why why do I have to jump through? You have to get... Because a a big thing with No Man's Sky was like, you have to get to the middle of the universe. That's where something happens. It's like, okay, cool. Um, And you know you go to this world and you do some stuff uh okay that was cool uh the first time and then you do it the second time and then you do it the third time and it's like you said there's no really no real sense of progression in the game yeah so after a while it feels like it's repetitive in a bad way uh like watching paint dry so after the third fourth hour it's like well okay why am i getting to the middle why do i have to go to the middle of the universe and why can't i go there now because now i've lost kind of interest in doing this or like seeing the new generated planets and like you said before just because the pure massiveness of of the universe that they create you don't find other players because if you had that interaction then you could say well yeah okay that's that's good i can i can go to these places i can interact with other people we can do stuff together whatever that might be um but you don't do that either so it feels like a single player game in a multiplayer world, um, where I do the same thing over and over again, um, so yeah. yeah.
0: One of the things that I really want to touch on there is one of the cool mechanics that they had were was that you could you could name planets, right? You
1: uh, can go yeah, in there yeah. And you can name
0: stuff. Yeah. And that in and of itself is really cool. But the problem is, if you can't share it with someone else, then you just name something. You just name the dot somewhere.
1: Exactly, yeah.
0: And that really doesn't give you anything else.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, you know, they, they kind of... I'm sorry to say, the idea was awesome. Um, I, I feel that... I think, that, like
0: I said, they fixed they fixed a lot of these issues.
1: Yeah, yeah. That but might be... But they,
0: they lost, like, I don't know, 70% of their player base.
1: Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, only, I guess, really, 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 really hardcore fans stayed after that maybe maybe some people returned i i don't want to i don't want to speculate on on anything because i don't know how the game how the player base looks like like right now but you know i i feel like i said the, the idea in its core is super awesome and it was like yeah they were doing as well they were doing the generation on server side i think so it wouldn't take any um any um computing uh, or processing resources from your console or PC which was really cool as well yeah because that's that's one of the things with procedural procedurally generating things if you're going to ask the CPU to perform some tasks in real time then you know you might need more or less uh, of CPU power b- Depending on what you're doing, and that could be a limiter, fa- limiting factor in itself, of course. But doing that server side, you kind of offload that, um, so it's really, really cool. But yeah, um, I guess what what we're saying is don't go overboard with it, and think about you know how this improves your gameplay. Always, um, it's it's a tool, you know.
0: Exactly. Just like anything else, evaluate. Make sure that the pcg whenever you create a tool that is pcg based make sure that you actually get something out of it don't use something don't, don't create something in with the pcg based approach if you're just having say a static town yeah. that you don't you don't interact anything with at all um, and you don't you're not actually in place either you just have like one town, if that's the pla- if that's the thing, with just a couple of houses, you might be better off creating them yourself. Yeah. But if you have a bunch of towns, or if you have a bunch of uh, things going on, then by all means, yeah. Every tool has its own place. You you wouldn't use a hammer for a for a screwdriver for a screw. Uh, you wouldn't use a hammer to screw in a screw. That's what I want to say. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and you just like you wouldn't use a, a, a what is it? A bone saw to chop off uh, chop up a uh, chicken to
1: create. Yeah. The, yeah. So yeah. Yeah, it's uh, every tool has its place. Exactly. On, yeah.
0: On that note, I just want to add something that I really find really cool. Uh, one of the favorite companies that I that I admire is Riot Games, and we play games. Me and you, Maxim Boy, uh, using uh, Riot Games games. Yeah, Valorant is one of them. League of Legends is another one. Yep. And League of Legends have a bunch of different has a d- bunch of different game modes, and they basically went out and created these mobile versions of their game. Teamfight Tactics is already on on the phone. Uh Valorant is a shooter which is really uh, high-end really cool looking shooter for the PC. That was made in Unreal Engine. The the League of Legends ports to the to the phone is however made in uh, in Unity. So even the Triple-A studios although they might have their own game engines they choose to opt on to a different game engine for the right place, for the right using the right tool for the right thing. Yeah. So yeah. don't be don't be a super fan. I know that there are a lot of people in forums that we're looking at that say hey Unreal Engine is better than Unity or Unity is way easier than Unreal. Sure, both of them are true in their own context, but every tool has its place.
1: Yeah with that i think we can end yeah nice
0: that was a really cool co- topic and i can talk about it forever um, yeah it is it is
1: actually it's very useful um, yeah
0: and it's tightly
1: connected with ai so yeah one of my yeah. favorite topics yeah
0: thank you very much maxi boy it was really thank you, a juicy.
1: pleasure yeah and thank you guys for listening we'll uh, hear you or see you next week
0: And don't forget to comment on Instagram and on Twitter. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Have a nice week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.